We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 7.45, quarter till 8, Monday morning. You know what that means. It means it's time for Monday Morning Markets with Mark Rosa, President and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Tommy, how are you? I am Everything's hot. So far, so good. I am hot and I'm tired of it because I fooled with oak leaves all weekend long because of the oak trees in my yard. And the deal is, and I don't mean argue with God here, Mark, I don't. I don't mean to drag you into this, okay? But the deal is the leaves fall when it's cool so we don't have to pick them up in the summertime. That's the deal. That's now, the deal. Not That's apparently. Right. Not so much because it's warm when I'm picking up the leaves. But enough of that. That's too aggressive right now it's too early in the year for this it is let's talk about the week ahead on wall street talk about the economy will you tommy you know uh last week had some ingredients in it that were somewhat worrying and then as we we see that from time to time we see a collection of economic news that's like dang this isn't you know this might not bode well and then you'll you'll see a collection of economic news that's a little bit more encouraging well what the difference is at this point is well inflation is too high we've been running that theme for over a year now, uh, maybe closer to two. And, of course, the Fed is going to try to do something about it. So when good news comes out, and it's not good news because they got they got to react to it and do something about it. So fourth quarter GDP was revised down from 2.9 to 2.7. And, and while that might seem like a lot, I don't think that's, that's a lot, especially a positive number that's called real GDP, which means it's already adjusted for inflation. So the economy is growing at a positive rate. Even with inflation where it is, uh, it's not at the high. We've seen some progress since last April and May, but it, but it's still, you know, the, the economy is improving at a higher rate than inflation is trying to take away from it. So the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. I mean, we look at CPI and PPI and those types of things. They have one of their own, and it's called personal consumption expenditures, and that's a that's a unique formula that they feel that's a that's a, a better way for them to look at it and for the work that they do. So it was up 0.6 percent. It was higher than expected. That's a seven percent annual rate. And even the core uh, PCE was up at the same amount, 0.6 percent. That that was higher than expected. So the market had some jitters last week trying to digest all of this. And with within the conversation there, then, you know, bets, here come the Wall Street firms are saying, well, okay, we're putting bets and Bloomberg Financial System is placing bets. I don't mean to put it in a, in a gambling vernacular, but that's what they're doing. They're looking forward to the next meeting. And you, know, saying, you know, we're well, putting that vernacular, but that's what it is. That's, right? that's what it is. Okay. Because it, that's right. They're estimating. I mean, it's a forecast, a projection. So it, it's a. Uh, 
Well, uh, you know, no, uh, the t- we're not talking about a 25 basis point. The, the, the probability percentage is rising for 50 basis points, is one half of 1%. That's counter to what they like to do. If we followed their pattern last year, they started raising rates in, in uh, April, and they played that song all the way to the end of the year. They were like 475 basis points, one after the other. Well, let's, well, let's you know, show everybody that we mean business. We've got to do this. We've got to start stepping down for you. That's what they did. They tapered it down toward the end of the year, coming into the new year. There was 25 basis points. So what they would rather not do, oh, we've got to kick it up again. And then, you know, Wall Street hates the uncertainty. Well, if they're kicking it up larger than the past increase, the feeling is, well, okay, well, then all bets are off. They could do anything. You know, it's, it's not this tapering down because then there's economic news that caused them to come up again. So would the following one be 75 basis points again and get to these much higher rate increases? Well, consumer spending comes out higher than expected. Personal income comes out uh, at an increase at a 7% rate. Consumer sentiment was even up last month. I'm, I'm surprised with all the, the, the inflation pressures and the wage pressures on people, consumer sentiment was increasing. So it's like, well, if the people are spending, we're in the spring. Everybody feels bushy-tailed. You go buy a new rake for the leaves that you have to collect earlier in the year. So all these purchases are coming in. And, it, again, come full circle, Where's the where are the rate increases? Where are they going to be? How much will they be? Is the Fed going to start increasing those, meaning that it, it, increasing the rate of those increases going forward? It, it's not – those are not good, Tommy. I mean, it, it just keep we talk about sand in the gears of the economy, and they're just pouring more and more sand in it, and we know why. But the economy is just it's just strong in many aspects yeah, of that, it. Remains strong, Mark, and that, we, that it's pushing against it. Let me take a break because I understand it. I, re, I really don't. Every week, you and I talk, and I try to understand it. And it's like, well, the economic news is good, good. No, that's bad. What? It's bad. Why? Well, because the economy is doing well. But I thought the economy was supposed to do well. Well, it is. We've got to slow it down. What? Why? Am I wrong, Mark, or not? No, that's it. Right. It's very frustrating. <laughs> when you're on Fed Watch, it's a frustrating thing. It's it like really hit on the head lesson. Can be, man. I'm telling you, because it's like, well, wait, up is down, good is bad, left is right. Mark Rose, the president CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union, going to help us. Try to sort all of this out. Monday morning markets with Mark taking a look at the week ahead on Wall Street. 751, 9 till 8. Traffic now, WWL. 755 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL. 3 and a half till 8 o'clock. It's Monday morning. That's the time we take a look at the week ahead on Wall Street with Mark Rosa, president and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. We call it Monday morning markets with Mark. Uh, I was kidding, Mark, about the economy, but I honestly don't know anymore what's good and what's bad because it seems like. Well, those numbers are good. Let's throw water on them. Exactly. And, and tell me, you know, 2019, okay, right before COVID, I mean, the economy was, was you could hardly ask for a better set of circumstances economically going into early 2020. And, okay, the, the pandemic comes and it's beyond anybody's control and we shut down the economy and all this, but it had just so much momentum. So that's what we're seeing, and, and we've had increases in GDP since COVID and the recovery. I mean, 7% for a quarter. Well, when you douse a $20 trillion economy and just shut it down, that, that rebound is going to come up uh, like uh, 
uh, bat out of hell, and it did. So where so now the, we're dealing with the inflation and so on. But where did but, the inflation come from, Mark? Was that well, because uh, of overreaction to COVID and pumping too much money into the economy? I'm, I'm looking at the, the Fed's website on on the money supply, and right at at March of 2020, we had 15 trillion in circulation. Mm-hmm. So we went to a high of 22 trillion. Mm-hmm. So they put in whatever 15 to 22, seven trillion dollars they put in. And that was part of Fed action to to stimulate the economy. Well, I mean, imagine that when you put seven trillion of anything against something, imagine you, you might see a little bit of a difference. And what they've done here, graphically, I'm looking back to to uh, around 1980. There's never been a reduction of, of any consequence to the money supply. Well, they put so much in; it's very abrupt. The, the line goes basically straight up. And I wish uh, our uh, listeners could see this because it's so dramatic. Well, well we now can, they're we can pulling the money that. out. I think we can imagine that, Mark, a line going straight up. We're not dumb, for God's right. sake. That, I mean. No. <laughs> so now they're pulling things out at a rate of a trillion a year, and uh, that's what I've, I've said before. But, you know, the two things in monetary policy, interest rates get all the press. You know, when they raise or lower, everybody's on it. We're talking about it. A lot of news shows, everything you and I talk about. Oh, they, you know, what does it mean, and, and how is it going to move things around? What's not as well reported on, I, in my humble opinion, is how they're moving the supply of money within the economy because it's stealthy. They're doing it all day long. It's called the, the Federal Open Market Committee when they meet, and then they, they direct the Fed's trading desk, which operates all day long like the stock exchange, and they're pulling money in or in from being in circulation, pulling it back to them, or they're injecting money back into the economy, whatever they want to do within within the day. So they're they're doing $95 billion a month right now, but they, there was news of late, I was trying to find it before this morning, that they want to, quote, shrink their balance sheet. They've got so much, it, it's bloated because of the stimulus they put in. Well, we've got to start shrinking it. I think that's more concerning than these rate increases. And somebody could disagree with me, but I'm feeling it. We've had rate increases and decreases before. Been in banking for 36 years. I've never seen anything like this from a liquidity standpoint, from the from the standpoint of money in circulation. And it's amazing what happens on a, on a macro level. And when do you start feeling on a micro level? It's here. And it's not just everybody. All the financial institutions are like, can't get our hands on money. And that's what drives your business. That is your business. We're gonna. So that's um, all Fed action. We're we're gonna have what to have you back about? on a Wednesday in between Monday morning markets with Mark and managing your money because I want to talk about the Fed and the way they handled COVID. Where did the inflation come from? In retrospect, what should they have done? All right, and just so you know. Okay. Tim was able to draw a straight line on a piece of paper and show it to me, so he did grasp the concept. There you go. Thank God for that man. He, yes. He's straightening you out on that. He saves us every day. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> we'll talk day. to you maybe Thank Wednesday, you. all right? Yes, Mark sir. Rose, the president and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. Jim Donlin, another insurance company, goes belly up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.